Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. The Jamoti Podcast is powered by Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive is the leading manufacturer for high-quality, innovative scoring tables and LED video display boards that help coaches and schools bring more excitement to fans, create huge fundraising opportunities, and make their jobs easier. Visit sidelineinteractive.com to check out their amazing products. So you've had an interesting experience being at ACU uh, for so long before becoming the head coach, even though you were associate head coach for uh, two seasons. Uh, I was associate six, coach I think, six for, years. for six or seven, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you're an assistant coach first, associate head coach for a long time, coach leaves, and you get the job. So obviously there was a culture already established that you were comfortable with and you're a part of, and, and man, you guys have had some incredible success. But now being the head coach, are the pillars the same? And if, if they are, what are the pillars in your program? Yeah, so uh, they're the same. Um, there's something that we came up with together as a staff, you know, we, we, I don't know, maybe eight years ago, we just sat down and we said, listen, man, you know, we're building this program. Culture is important, but we've got to come up with some ideas of, of, of what are truly important. We can't, we can't hammer 20 different things, right? Like, what's, what's most important to us. And, um, we came up with four pillars and, and we, and we, we hammered those home and we still do to this day. And I think, uh, I'll carry them with them with me the rest of my coaching career, um, and they they're, they're these four things: it's communicate, uh, it's 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 build. Uh, we use the word consistently in front of them, so we consistently communicate. Uh, we consistently build real relationships. We consistently hold each other accountable, and we consistently compete. Mm-hmm. And so those four things, you know, uh, communicate, build relationships, hold each other accountable, and compete. And I think they have to go in that order. And th- this is the change that I made. Uh, as a head coach, we used to just talk about those four. And so they could come in any order. We talked about them. But I started thinking about it, and I was actually talking with one of my other assistants that, you know, and we kind of came up with this. They need to kind of go in order. I think the first thing you have to be able to do is communicate. And that's not uh, that's not just, of course, we got to communicate on the floor, right? We talk about that, but it's off the floor. Yeah. Um, we talk about, you know, listen, man, you got to tell me when, if, if you got a serious test you got to study for, and pra- I have practice schedule and you got to, it's not going to work. You got to communicate that with me and maybe I can make an adjustment, you know, um, or, you know, you failed a test, man. Don't keep that to yourself. Communicate that, but just communicate. But I don't think, and then the second is, is build real relationships. And I don't think you can, if you don't communicate, you can't have relationships. So that's why communicate has to come first. Uh, and then we want to build real relationships and we, we do those things uh, in a lot of different ways, you know, which I could, I could talk about for days probably, but that's really, really super important to me uh, and to our program is we want to have real – I think if you watch us play, people – you know, culture has kind of become a buzzword. Yeah. And so we use – we use, but it is it, – but it's real. And so we use the word connected. You know, we're connected. And, and you can't be connected if you don't have real relationships with people, you know. And, and then the third one was hold each other accountable. Well, if you don't communicate, you don't have real relationships, you really can't hold each other accountable, right? And so um, I allow the players to hold me accountable, you know. And we 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 make commitments every year before the season, and we hold each other accountable to those commitments. We're not going to be perfect. It's not a sacrifice. We used to do a sacrifice, but sacrifice means you're truly going to give something up no matter what. Hold right? on, what what do you mean you did a sacrifice? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we sacrificed something in our life, you know. But, yeah. but I changed it when I got the job to a commitment, so yeah. we're allowed to fail, you know. But it's a commitment, and we can hold each other accountable to that. 
But like, you know, uh, they can hold me accountable to something. And I, I have to, as a leader, have to be willing to allow that to happen if I'm going to really have real relationships with them. Um, so I'm holding them accountable every day. And if I come in and I'm in a bad mood and I'm taking that out on the team, they're allowed to come up to me and say, coach, man, you need to check yourself. And and they've done that plenty of times. Um, you know, my commitment last year was to do better with my demeanor and my language and things of that nature, you know, that I've been trying to work on and they can come up to me and it took them a while to trust that, but they can come up to me in the middle of a practice and say, coach, man, you know, you're kind of crazy today. You know what I mean? You check yourself. And, and, and so you got to allow them to do that, you know, and then the last thing is compete. That's what we're here for. Right. Mm. Um, but I don't think you can compete, you know, if you don't hold each other accountable and you don't have real relationships and you don't communicate. So, uh, and compete is everywhere, not just on the court, but we got to compete in the classroom. We, you know, when, when we have dinner at my house, man, who's going to be the last one in my house. We don't want anybody speeding and getting, getting, and getting hurt or getting in trouble, but let's, let's leave early enough that I'm not the last one to get there. Let's compete. Um, every time we do come to my house or we go to an assistant's house, we have something there where we compete, you know, we want to compete. We want to consistently be competing with each other. Um, and then, you know, we have a GPA competition. We have groups, uh, academic groups. Well, the highest GPA, we're competing all semester to see which group is going to have the highest cumulative GPA, you know? Um, so we're going to compete everywhere. And those four things I think cover all of it. You know, um, I can't, I couldn't think of anything better than those four pillars. And there, there's a lot to unpack there. I do really like the flow that they have. And, and that's something maybe a takeaway from, like, I think every coach has, you're right, culture, buzzword. I almost feel like sometimes in those questions, changing that, you know, like, how do you show up every day? Who are you going to be? Like that's, you know, that, and cause culture has been around for a long time. We just now named it, you know, that yeah. word. And so yeah, exactly. who, who are you? How are we going to show up every day? What do we believe in? I like the flow of that. So I wonder how many coaches have a culture. Maybe it's an acronym. I, I do like things to kind of flow like that, put on a T-shirt, all that. That's good. But what if there there is a better order that they could have that makes sense, that maybe even makes it more applicable? Because your culture mm -hmm. really is. You start with that communication, fellas. This is important. When I text you within 24 hours, you, you've got to respond because you start there. Then the relationship maybe isn't fractured. Uh, you know, Correct. that has a really good flow to it. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, they're, we talk about them. We hammer them home all the time. Um, the new guys have to, to know them quickly. And, um, and then, like I said, we talk about them in, in uh, our groups. You know what I mean? Uh, we have, we have what we call leadership groups, um, once a week. And that's a time where, uh, kind of getting off the subject here, but it goes with this. We used to do, um, you know, where we had leadership groups, like one was, you know, providing the program. We had names for each group. And I've gotten away from that. We just have groups. And it's where I'm, I step away. Uh, an assistant coach has a certain amount of players uh, for a few weeks. And then we switch them and we mix them up. And we, we uh, and they just talk about life, you know, uh, non-basketball. Um, and But we also talk about these pillars right before each meeting. And, and how let's use these pillars in this meeting. Let's communicate, number one. Let's hold each other accountable if we need to, you know what I mean? And, or let's, let's work on our relationships. Let's hold each other accountable if we need to. And, and I think that has been a game changer for us yeah. since we started doing those leadership. We call them leadership groups. I don't know why, uh, but it's, it's really more just uh, just getting to know each other, just, just pouring into each other. And, and um, you know, mental health is such a big thing today. Um, you know, and a lot of those meetings kind of turn into that some now and just checking each other and making sure we're okay. And, uh, again, that's the stuff I would have never done, you know, 
24 years ago when I started coaching. And I think it's so important to what we do now. And it falls in line with those, those pillars, I think. The third one, holding each other accountable. I think since team sport began and coaches were in control, we've been holding players accountable. I don't think that's different. That's not new. But what's unique is now the ability of players to hold us accountable. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing. I think it's positive. And I think it'll make relationships better, like you said. But what have you seen as the big change in that dynamic of players actually having that ability to say, Coach, listen, you know, here's our pillars and, and hold us accountable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what you see is the new guys never do it early, right? <laughs> until they <laughs> until they witness some of the older guys in the program doing it. And uh, you, you have to have some understanding, of course. And we talk about that when we, you know, in our meet, early meetings in the year, like, you know, they can't come up to me right in the middle of a, you know, a rampage and, and you know, they got to wait, let me cool off to come to me. Um, <laughs> Good idea. I also, I had to work on it, you know, and yeah. if, if I'm going to allow these guys to do that, then I have to allow them to do it. Um, they have to be able to, to check me and then they're going to say some things that I don't like. And it's not just on the court. I mean, there's been players over the last couple of years before I was even a head coach and as an assistant, but even last year, uh, you know, I've gotten phone calls at night. I've had guys walk into my office and shut the door and say, coach, we need to talk, man. This is something that you said we were going to do and we haven't done it. Or this is something that you say is important. And I don't know if you're actually upholding that standard. And and um, that has made me such a better coach. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's, it's become easy, but it was really scary for me at first because I thought, well, what are these guys, am I going to really allow it? You know, or am, am I, I going to like what they're telling me? Um, and we were in the middle of a five-game losing streak last year. We won. We had a crazy year last year. We won 11 straight, uh, lost a double overtime at AM and you know had some amazing games. And then we just couldn't we couldn't win. Um, and I was checked on a couple things by two of our players that I think helped get us out of that losing streak. And um, and nothing major, little things, but how we were practicing, my, how I was acting, um, the things that I was saying in film. Um, and I immediately changed, hmm. and I met with the team, and we go on and we don't lose again. <laughs> I mean, we do. We lose on a last-second shot uh, at SFA and a last-second shot at Sam Houston, and we didn't lose again until the conference tournament championship game. Uh, we end up with 25 wins, and if those guys don't ever do that, we may never win another game, you hmm. know. Um, and instead, we go and we win, I think it was 12 out of 14 to finish the year. And um, it's all because I, I believe – those guys came in and held me accountable to a few things um, and made me a better coach. That's a special story. One, the fact that the players did it, it speaks to the relationship that you've built with them, that they felt uh, they had the ability. They felt that there was enough trust in between you that they could do that. But then another side of that is the fact that, one, you let them, you listened, and you're open enough to actually make the change. Coach, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's common. I think a lot of us, yeah, it says, it sounds nice at the beginning of your guys, listen, if you have anything that you want to bring up to me, yeah, one-on-one, my hear, my door is open. I think we've all said that, but when it actually happens, are we yeah. open enough, humble enough to take it and make a change? That's incredible. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I think it's, it's, a, it's been a growth for me. It wasn't as easy right off the bat, you know, um, and I think it goes back to those relationships, man. It's all about having real relationships. And, you know, 20, I was a head coach at a very young age and I wasn't very good at it. Um, and it was because everything was win, 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 win. And it wasn't about if, if a guy couldn't help me win, okay, I'm, I, 
you're not as important to me as the guys that can't help me win. Mm. And that is where I've evolved as a coach, I think, and, and understood how much, how important the relationship piece is and how much better my quality of life is um, because of those relationships that I have with those guys. And um, if you don't have a relationship piece, you can't do it, you know? Um, and so I think that's the biggest, the biggest part. My high school coach was Tommy Thomas at the Colony High School and is still one of my mentors to this day. And when I started coaching, I was probably a lot like you, so resulting. It was all about we we have to win, legacy, all of these things that when you're young, you really care about. And then you get to, I don't know what it is, about around 40, you're like, it just doesn't matter. You know, maybe yeah. you see some of those older coaches that you used to emulate that want two years after they retired, like, were they even, I mean, did the wins matter? Did anything, you know, obviously the relationships mattered that they had, but what one thing coach Thomas said to me, uh, he said, I would, if I could do it over again, I would go back and have better relationships with 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, the end of the bench, because you're right. We do focus so many times on the dudes that are on the floor more. We get to know them better. We're naturally having conversations with them more but I would imagine with your culture that you've set up with communication and, and all of those, that you are getting to know those players that don't necessarily translate to on the court winning night after night. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it is important. And I think, and that goes back to, like you said, I, I would, that's what I would do differently, you know, uh, 23 years ago, 24 years ago is that I would make sure that I was invested in, in the men that are, you know, out there playing for me and, and not just, winning and losing games and, and it was about me you know back then and uh i've changed so much you know and, and again i've had great people in my life through that course that have helped me along that way um you know that have helped that grow you know uh guys like chris beard who uh you know because he's at the, the stage he's at you know you love him you hate him whatever but like he's been so good to me and helping me understand you know the relationship with players and then joe golding you know but but even before him you know um, you know, Steve Green at South Plains College is probably one of the most impactful people that I've ever had in my life. And it was just, you know, we we're ju great Juco, South Plains College, but it was just me and him. You know, we didn't have other assistants and other people around. And and the relationship that I saw him build, and he coached those guys so hard, man. Um, and that they would they would go into his office before they would come to mine, you know, and and I, I witnessed that firsthand and and it's just helped me evolve. Um, into a coach and, and and it's helped me I think in my personal life with people as well not just my coaching career you know uh, just valuing people more thank you for checking out today's episode please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast share it with your fellow coaches and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast it's just a matter of doing it